Welcome to Goodwill Talk. We're so glad you're here today. At Goodwill Talk, you'll get to know your pastors, hear answers to your questions, gain biblical perspective on things going on in the world, and most of all, grow in your love for Jesus and the Bible. Let's listen in to today's conversation. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Goodwill Talk. It is great to be with you. My name is Marcus Ortega. I'm one of the pastors here, and this is the beginning of season 10. Very excited to be doing season 10, and my partner in crime has taken some time off. How she is. She? How dare she? She is taking a very busy season off right. <laughs> to do it's not fun a lot off. of work. <laughs> She's going to be killing herself uh, over the next couple of months doing taxes. So Jess is not with me, but you just heard, because I cannot speak two different voices at the same time, um, there is somebody else in the studio with me, and that is our co-host for season 10, Tracy Johnson. Hey, how, how you are doing? you? I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. This is exciting. It is exciting. You've been here before. Yes. Did a couple episodes. A few times. Yeah. And then um, before we were going to be launching season 10, after we knew we were given just a little bit of a break, we came to you and said, hey, what would it look to do this? And you spent a long season in prayer. I did. And I really. It was like, what, a whole five seconds? I think it was about five <laughs> seconds. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, totally. I mean, really like asking me to be behind a microphone is like asking me if I want chocolate. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay. All right. But, but, and this will lead us into our episode. I have to ask the question. Yes. What kind of chocolate? Uh, I like milk chocolate. Really? I do. Okay. I do. I should be a dark chocolate person because it's a lot healthier for you. But I'm, I mean, <laughs> it's still chocolate though. Like. Yeah, but no, there's like health benefits to dark chocolate. Not at the levels that I eat it. Well, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a you thing, that's I a, guess. <laughs> nope. Uh, the amount of dark chocolate that I'll eat in one sitting is not, gives you no health benefits. I guarantee you that. Um, so here's what we're doing to start the season. Yeah. We're going to just get to know each other. Great. We kind of know each other already. We work together here at the church, but mm-hmm. um, this is kind of. A way, I think, for people to say, how do we get to know one another when we go to a small group, when I go to a Bible study, mm. when I, that first initial, like, I'm going in for the first time. Oh, it's awful. Terrifying. It's so awful. It's why I, I really, like, struggled with small groups when I wasn't a pastor. Absolutely. I don't want a bunch of strangers sitting in somebody else's living room. Yeah. Mm-mm. Scary. Mm, awkward. Yeah. But if you just start asking questions, you can end up with some friendships and, and really some strong bonds within that small group. So that's what we're going to do. And um, I'm going to be very, very transparent. I haven't really prepared the questions. I kind of want to just <laughs> see how it goes. We're going off the cuff. Uh, but you're going to ask me questions too. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. So we're in the same place when it comes yeah, no, to... No, we really are. Yeah, because yeah, you thought I was just going to ask you questions. I did. You didn't prepare me. I, I, I said we're going to ask each other questions, and somehow you Somehow thought that, that translated meant, that you were just going to ask me questions. No, this isn't an interview. This is a conversation. How very narcissistic of me. <laughs> right? I mean, really, that was that was pretty rude. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, we're going to have a conversation. Clearly, it's about me, then. That's... <laughs> Yeah, uh, not so much. Um, no, but we, you know, we want to, it's, it's a good way for listeners to get to know you, but it's also, again, a way for you to model. What does it look like to go into a space where I don't really know the people that I'm there with and and use a couple of these questions? Like, these aren't, these aren't normal icebreaker questions. These are just going to be questions that we ask one another as they come into the top of our heads. But when you sit next to somebody in church, five minutes before worship starts, 
rather than kind of awkwardly hope they don't look at you and talk to you, mm. um, engage, have a conversation, a brief one, ask a couple, get to know your questions, yeah. and we'll see how it goes. And here's where I'm going to start, Tracy, because okay. we know milk chocolate, but there's a, there's a pressing question. Okay. It's an important question uh-huh. because uh, my regular co-host, Jessica Kilduff, has a, she's not labeled, um, christened you. The anonymous Disney princess. She has. She has. She has. We're going we're gonna to go down this road just a little bit. Um, and here's the most important question that I think comes from that. Okay. Favorite Disney princess. Oh, absolutely. Hands down, Rapunzel. Really? Mm-hmm. That's new. No. Well, I mean, yeah. It the is, movie's it's new. The new. Well, I mean, not really. I think it was like 2010, 2011. Yeah, Snow White came out in like 47, okay. Tracy. Well, that's true. <laughs> There's just been a few princesses since, is uh, all yeah. I'm saying. Right. Yeah, no, I love, I love Rapunzel. I've been a Mandy Moore fan since, oh. you know, I was in the 90s and she was a pop star. Oh, were you the one of the Walk to Remember People who like you have to watch Walk to Remember and then cried the okay. entire time. So was that you? Every single time Walk to Remember is on TV, no matter what part of the movie it's at, I stop my life <laughs> <laughs> to watch the rest of it. I it's just there is something about that movie in particular that oh it's it's. So here's the thing. I'm in a I'm in a fantasy football league and been in one for 10 plus years finally won it this year for the first time hey so, congratulations well all right uh, i'll take that <laughs> but we were just a lot of us went to the same christian college mm-hmm. around the time this movie came out or just <laughs> after this movie came out and it was it made dating a nightmare <laughs> because you knew one or two dates in you were watching a walk that. to remember was coming up yeah. just like i is she worth it like <laughs> Is this really... Now, excuse me. That is some fine, fine cinema. It's okay. not. The... <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> you, but you're a Mandy Moore fan, so I can understand why oh. you were enamored with um, that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Rapunzel. 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 Mm-hmm. I watched the... So the movie is Tangled, and I watched that movie on a loop because mm. it was one of the first princess movies my oldest daughter fell in love with. Aww. And so, uh, yeah, I can come pretty close to quoting that one. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think we can too. All right. Uh, yeah, my my youngest, she's a big Tangled fan as well. We're huge right. Pascal fans. We love Pascal. Pascal's fantastic. And we both say one thing about Flynn Rider. Hubba hubba. Oh goodness! Yeah. All right. Yep. We think he's very handsome. Okay. I mean, for a cartoon character. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're Team Rapunzel all the way. It's a great. It's a great movie. All right. Almost. And I think one of the reasons, truly, I think one of the reasons why I like it so much is because I feel like that was one of the first uh, movies that that began sort of this new way of telling stories for Disney. Okay, yeah. You know, the animation was different. And uh, I feel like the story was was less about their love story and her being saved by a prince and more about her finding herself as a person yeah, and yeah. stepping out of her comfort zone. And, you know, it, it's, it's just, a good movie. It's it a is fun a good movie. movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Man, I, I expected you to go a little more classic than that. I'm not going to lie. But interesting. Yeah. But tangled. All right. Very cool. All right. Now you have to ask me a question. That's yes. Well, I feel like I should just throw this question right 
right back at you, but that's, that's not fair. Not very fair. Yeah. Um, all right. So now I know about you that you've lived in several places okay. across this great country of ours. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know where your favorite place you've oh. ever lived is and why. Man, that's a good one. So there are two close calls. Oh, um, I loved. I, I lived for a summer in Western Montana, mm-hmm. um, and I was in a tiny little town called Hamilton, which is about forty-five minutes from Missoula, where the University of um, Montana is, mm-hmm. and it is nestled in the Rocky Mountains. Basically, it is like right at the feet of the Rockies. Now, if you go too far east in Montana, you're in the plains. Yeah, but if you're in Western Montana, it is just dominated by the Rockies, and it's gorgeous. I loved those three months. Now. Those three months were June, July, and August. So I don't have a clue what a February in Montana. It snowed uh, in June. While I was just going to say, so you probably saw snow. I got I, a little bit of snow, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> my wife and I talk about this a lot because we're driving around. We love the Hudson Valley. Mm. Like this has just been, um, you know, we, we, we love Goodwill Church. We love the people here, but we feel incredibly blessed to live where we live oh, in yeah. this area. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we took a quick trip down to Washington, D.C. Um, my wife's brother was in town, and so we took him down to see things. Cool. We were, we were in Washington, D.C. at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we were home at 9.30, yeah. right? And when we were, we got to drive past the Philadelphia skyline, which is my favorite because seven years that I spent in, in the Philly area, and we got to drive past New York City skyline, mm. and then we got to enter into... Um, winter in the Hudson Valley, which is gorgeous. Fall in the Hudson Valley is one of the most amazing things we've ever seen because 100%. I grew up in the desert. Yeah. And in the desert, you don't get leaves changing like that. No. Like there's a few leaves and then bare branches yep. the next day. Um, so man, we just, we love it here. Yeah. Four Absolutely seasons is, is a pretty incredible thing, especially if you've grown up not having four seasons. Right. There is really something so beautiful about that change of season because in Montana, you have two seasons, you have summer and you have winter and summer right. lasts a month. Right. Like there's <laughs> yeah. really, yeah, there's That's really, right. really nothing. It's a great it, July. It is a good July, but boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> August is tough. Yep. Uh, but I absolutely agree. Hudson Valley there and being at this uh, part of the East Coast too is so neat because you're literally an hour away from anything you want. Right. You want the beach? Great. Drive an hour. You want to be up in the mountains? I mean, not that these are real mountains, but you know, mountainish. <laughs> some West Coast bias right That's, there. Well, I'm, <laughs> I grew up in the Continental Divide, so there's yeah. literally these are molehills, but but they're beautiful. Well, I mean, that that was a, a striking thing for my oldest daughter. We went uh, last summer, we went to Arizona so we could kind of show the kids where we grew oh, up and stuff fun. like that. Um, and uh, she saw mountain mountains yeah. down there. And and she's like, whoa, these things are huge. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was really fun. We're driving along and, and where I grew up was a valley, but it wasn't like a steep valley. It was a wide valley with mountains on each side, oh. which means it's wide open. And the shadow of the clouds is on the ground. And she's looking around like, what are those dark spots? Like, what is what is <laughs> what that is on the that? ground? And it takes me a second to realize she's talking about the shadow of the cloud because that's not a thing that you see up here no. all that clearly because Mm-mm. there's stuff in the way. And um, and so, yeah, the when someone pointed out Mount Beacon to me once, uh-huh. it's like, no, that's a... 
That's a hill, y'all. Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> that's not a mountain. It's a, cute. Y'all think it's a mountain, yeah, but that's not a mountain. Not a mountain. Casco <laughs> um, Mountains, too. I'm expecting like the Swiss Alps. Exactly. Nope. 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 Adirondacks. I mean, they get a little bigger as you go a little They're more pretty. north. They're beautiful. Yeah. I'd definitely take a hike for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm not calling It's not mountain. No. no. Nope. Not With a mountain. on that. Okay. So <laughs> you grew up in Montana. Mm-hmm. I've got to ask this. Okay. The uh, anonymous Disney princess voice is not technically the term for the voice. <laughs> where did you learn? Because you were you're an actress. Uh-huh. Where did you learn how to speak this way? Because it's not a like if you it, go to Montana, you're not going to find people talking this way. No, you're gonna get you're gonna get very North Dakotan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> when I uh, graduated from high school, I went to Montana State University. That is the rival of the Missoula area of which you were speaking about. Boo Grizz, go Bobcats. Okay. Uh, I stayed at Montana State University for exactly one semester before I failed out. And I called my parents uh, after a life-changing event happened to me. And I said, Mom and Dad, I love you so much, but I hope you understand I have to quit college and I have to chase my dream. And they, being the most incredibly supportive, amazing parents in the entire world, said, okay, cool, let's let's do this together then. And they moved me to New York City a month after 9-11 wow. and uh, set me up in my dormitory. And I went to a school called American Musical and Dramatic Academy in Manhattan. And it was there that I began uh, doing, it was an intensive acting conservatory. And part of that acting is vocal training. And in that vocal training, you learn what's called the American American. Standard Accent, which is what I'm pretty good at speaking most always, unless you get me on the phone with my mother or angry. And then I'm going to sound like I'm from Montana or possibly the South. (laughs) It just depends on the day. (laughs) All right. So there's a little bit of a twang that shows up when you're yelling. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's some twanging going on there. All right. (laughs) American standard accent is what it's called? Yep. Okay. All right. Which is where you uh, try to sound as neutral as you possibly can so that uh, there's no regionalism. It's good for national national things as well. Gotcha. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Your turn. Okay. Let's see. Um, you strike me as one who has some uh, background in doing perhaps uh, the theatrical arts. <laughs> Were you in any plays as a child or a teenager? And if so, which and what parts? Oh, man. I was in, when I was in high school, I was in one production. I want to say it was arsenic and old lace. I cannot for the life of me remember what I did in that show. <laughs> but were you on stage? I was. I was on stage. It did not go well. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. See, I, I peg you as being a total theater dork. Terrible like... job memorizing lines, which <laughs> is pretty basic. What? <laughs> that blows my mind because yeah. like, what you do every single week is essentially... I mean, a good chunk of preaching is memorization of a format of, you know, a message. But but here's here's the um, the secret (laughs) I'll just put out there now of how (laughs) I so I prep for a sermon Mm -hmm. in a particular way. I drown myself in the text for a week. Mm. I am just I am constantly reading it, reading some commentaries. I'm just in that text. Interesting. 
I then come out with a broad outline. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little more filled in, sometimes it's not. And then I allow the knowledge of the text that I've built over that week mm-hmm. to just come out in the wow. preaching. So I don't manuscript. I, I used to, but I don't do it anymore because it, it made me feel too wooden. Mm. Um, and, and so there's a little bit more free-flowing. If I know I want to say something in a particular way, I'll write that down. Okay. Um, especially if I know something might be somewhat controversial, I'll write it down to say it in a particular way. Because if I'm going to be controversial because I think the text is controversial, mm-hmm. fair enough. If I'm controversial because I said the controversial things stupidly, that's right. on me. I get it. And so, um, so that's what I really script out. But everything else, I'm pretty free-flowing. Can't do that on the stage. Well, <laughs> no, they're expecting a. They're, they're expecting, expecting a line by line. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's uh, true. you know, so I wouldn't get it ad libbing arsenic and lace. That didn't go well. Um, <laughs> and then in college, I, I, you know, we had a, a musical every year. It was a small little four year Christian college, um, and it was my junior year. They finally got me to to audition for this thing. And I was just like, oh, fine, I'll do it. I was in the chamber choir. So I was singing classical music, but all these kids loved the musical. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> um, but finally I went and I, they were doing Cinderella. And this is a real part because it's going to sound like a made up part. I swear to you, it's not a made up part. In the actual Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, uh-huh. there is a cook. Okay. And the cook sings a brief song toward the beginning um, that's part of a larger ensemble piece and has that role mm-hmm. for about three minutes. That was me. I was <laughs> the, the cook. cook. The rest <laughs> of the time, I was just hanging out in the ensemble. Wow. Yeah, not a huge actor. <laughs> Not a huge actor. Well, see, now, and that's, you know, assumptions. I'm just making yeah. assumptions. Because I, I know you're music. musical, yeah. right? You play guitar and you sing and you used to do worship so, before you became pastor. So the thing is, um, the music that I did mm-hmm. did not necessarily fall in line with the musical theater styles gotcha. of music. Um, well, more classic rock type stuff? Is that? I, I don't know how classic. Uh, it was, it was rock. It was heavy. It was, uh, you know, it was the early to mid thousands. And, uh, so screamo and hardcore was what we did. Wow. Um, okay. So then. <laughs> the, the mohawk and eyeliner and fingernail polish. Wow. Um, that Do was we my have lane. pictures of that time. My in wife life? has, my wife has pictures I and think. once in a while unprompted just for fun, she will send random people. <laughs> Photos oh, put of this. me on the list. And I'm just like, how did they, how am I getting a text from this person about, and so it's, is if, if she just gets a little bored, she's like, you know what I'm going to do? Oh, I love your wife I'm a mess so with my much. A little bit. Yeah, she's so, good people. But I mean, like she was right there with me. She'd had, she's got very blonde hair. It was dyed pitch black. Wow. You know, like it was, yeah. I mean, so, so I've seen her purple and I've seen her pink and I've seen her bleach blonde, but I can't imagine her pitch black. So the bleach blonde is natural. Oh, that's the, that's natural, the natural. That's her color. natural blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so she, uh, she so jealous. She loves to dye her hair, but then especially during the summer, mm-hmm. you know, you swim, you get chlorine in it and yeah. everything just turns green and, and runs and it's, it's not great. So she lets it grow out. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's the natural color. That's the natural color. Uh, I feel like there were lifetimes lived 
before oh, oh. before this lifetime of yours. You know, there's uh, <laughs> books could be written about the lifetimes that have been lived before we got to the Hudson Valley. But you know they've what, been good. Though, that's good. such a part of our testimony, though. It really, truly is. I, I can't tell you how many times I've connected it, and you know, bringing this all back to what what we sort of talked about is icebreakers and just right. taking that bold step to just ask a random question, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a brilliant question. I mean, my goodness, look at look at our examples. Yeah. <laughs> These are yeah. not brilliant questions. <laughs> but uh that that's part of our testimony. Being able to I can't tell you how many times I've had uh, an ice breaking moment just based off of a oh, so you know, you don't sound like you're from New York. Where are you from? Right. Oh, right. Montana. Wow, Montana. I've never been there. And then and then it just naturally flows from there. And and that's and believe it or not, I'm really a very introverted person. You wouldn't know it because of what I do. Uh, I do for the church, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I I have the performer ability to be able to turn it on when I need to turn it on and make small talk and have that. But it really causes me great anxiety to think mm-hmm. of having to start conversations with people. So. This is interesting, interesting yeah. chatter today. Yes, it's not the easiest thing. All right, so it's my turn, right? Yeah, it is I your turn. I gotta ask yeah, you yeah. a question. Sorry, now. I went All off right. on a tangent. No, I it's a that. good tangent. It's an important tangent. <laughs> Welcome to season 10. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, all right, all right. So, um, Let's go. Let's go in this direction because okay. I'm thinking of you. You go to church. You sit next to somebody. What, what kind of question you want to ask beyond the "Hi, what's your name?" That's always a good place to start. That is a good place yeah, to start hi, what's for your sure. Name? All right, here's here's a good one. Um, favorite. We might have asked this last time we had you on here, but I'm asking anyway. Mm-hmm. Favorite part of the Bible? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be specific or mm-hmm. but like what's your favorite part? What what comes to mind? Yeah, uh, I, my favorite verse, which is uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That part of the Bible, I've found more answers uh, to my prayers in in Jeremiah than any other book of the Bible, which is interesting. And it's not just that one specific verse, though that's the one that, you know, we all seem to resonate with, especially people who have anxiety. Um, So Jeremiah, it's interesting because uh, there was a time in my life, there's seven years between my children. My my oldest is 12 and my youngest is five. And there was a time in my life uh, after my oldest, she was a couple of years old, and I knew that my heart didn't feel like we were done having children. Um, but I also wasn't sure if that was me or if that was God speaking. And uh, my relationship with my husband is is not, it is not a perfect relationship. We, we've had difficulties, many difficulties throughout our marriage. We've been married now for 13, almost 14 years. And uh, it, this particular time and a season in our lives was particularly difficult. He's a first responder. And so that's been a big part of our dynamic. And, and what has made it an up and down uh, roller coaster experience. Love my husband, don't get me wrong. So anyway, this particular season in life, I, I was yearning to have a child, but I wasn't sure. I really wanted to know that that was God telling me, okay, yes, at some point, we, you know, I do want you to have more children or telling me, no, I, I want you to be satisfied with where you are and, and what I've given you being my oldest child. So I did a fasting 
and uh, which I used to fast every Monday. That okay. was sort of my thing mm-hmm. in the beginning of um, me coming back to my faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular day, I chose to fast and to really meditate on this particular prayer. You know, God, do you want me to have more children? Right. You want us to have more children. And uh, I, I kind of, <laughs> it's terrible. Please don't judge me. <laughs> At the end of my fasting, right before I was ready to break my fast, I can't fast for more than than 12 hours because okay. I'm diabetic. <clears throat> so the end of my, my day and I'm getting ready to break my fast and I'm saying my final prayer, I grab my Bible and I just sort of do like a Bible dump where I take my finger and okay. I open it up and I you know, slam it down on a page and yeah. I read what it says and I pray that that's something that's relevant to an answer for me. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be a verse. I don't even remember what verse. It just was a verse in Jeremiah, Jeremiah that spoke about, uh, you know, uh, something along the lines of go forward and have children. Mm. And wow. it was um, one of those moments in my life where I so very clearly heard God mm. that I immediately began to question if I was really hearing God. Like yeah. it just was like, whoa, that was almost too easy. <laughs> so maybe it didn't like that. I mean, I really just took the Bible and I stuck right. my finger and right. it, it couldn't have been. And then uh, several years later, really, truly by accident, along came the news that we like, I was ready to go back to work. I had begun making wow. plans about, you know, starting my life as, as my young child was now in elementary school and moving forward with different things. And instead, you know, God said, Oh, here's, here she is. There it is. Here she is. Wow. And uh, the moment I laid eyes on my, my youngest daughter, I knew that she was the perfect exclamation point and the thing that was missing from our family. It just, yeah. Jeremiah's the book for me. Yeah. Amen. Well, and you know, there's something, there's something beautiful in, in the reminder here and I don't want to lean into it. God still speaks through his word. Yeah. And, and I think we can get a little bit analytical about the Bible sometimes, but it is God speaking to us, revealing himself to us. And, you know, we can get down on ourselves also. We're like, yeah, I don't know the Bible well, or I don't know how to. And so I'm afraid to approach it because I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to do the open the Bible and stick my finger in. Well, it's start there. Yeah. Do that. Like maybe don't end there keep growing, keep learning and, and, and how to approach the scriptures, but approach them somehow because God, God speaks always through his word. A hundred percent. And, um, it's cool that he met you that way. That's fantastic. Well, and really that God knew that that was the only way he could meet me Mm. because I am one of those people who truly struggles with opening the Bible and reading the Bible. I just, I don't have that that ability to interpret and understand what the word says, which is which is why I need things like this Bible cast. Yeah. Po- Bible cast. What? That's kind of cool. Bible cast. <laughs> Podcast. Oh. Oh. New product. Uh, just new got product. Just right got, there. That's how it happens. Boom. Uh, and the daily devotionals and and going to church and being a part of a yeah. small group. Yeah. I need those extra things to help so that I can have people who are are wiser and uh, more gifted in those areas be able to guide me and teach me and show me. And I I am still not very good at it, but I have come a long way from the Bible finger point. I mean, I really, (laughs) but but the the point is he speaks 
And, yep. and he's, when we, when you spend that time in prayer and in fasting, you say, Hey Lord, speak to me. He'll respond. He did. And, and that's, that's powerful. All right. Every time. I'll set myself on the seat one more time. Okay. One more question. This one is more question. This is a little bit like I don't enjoy these type of like this is where my introvert comes out. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I don't know what she's gonna ask. I know. A bit. <laughs> it's the uncertainty. All right. Last question of the episode, all yours. Well, I I think I'm gonna throw I am gonna cheat out a little bit and I'm gonna throw the same question back at you just because the Disney princess one? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> Your favorite book of the Bible. I think that's such a great question. Um, My favorite book of the Bible. I think it it still has to be. um, All right. You cheated by throwing the question. I'm going to cheat in my answer. Okay. Luke Acts. Luke and Acts are um, written by the same guy, Uh by Luke. And uh, they are intended to be read together. Part one, part two. Um, the way that the canon is built, they grouped Matthew, Mark, and Luke together because they're related to one another. Mm-hmm. John is kind of an oddball gospel, so he just got put at the end. But what it did is it separated Luke and Acts as if they're two really different things. But mm. we should read Luke and Acts like you would consider First and Second Samuel or First and Second Kings. Interesting. They go together. I did not and, know um, that. So I'm going to cheat and say Luke Acts. I okay. love Luke. He's my favorite biblical author. Um, I, I don't, are we allowed to do that? I'm going to do that anyway. He's it. my favorite author in scripture. Um, I love the history of the church. I've always been enamored by the history of the church. Um, and it's because the history of the church is the history of Jesus working in the world. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and so to... Um, to see that develop, you get the whole life of Jesus. You get the birth. Actually, you get some things leading up to the birth, which you don't get in other gospels. You get the birth of Christ. You get the whole uh, large chunk of his ministry. Mm -hmm. You get, of course, the passion and resurrection. Um, You actually get the ascension of Christ at the end of Luke, Mm -hmm. which is the only gospel that records that. And then Acts picks up right where Luke stops with the ascension of Christ and now the birth of the church after that. And um, everything that has, um, you know, even more than the minor prophets, even more than the Psalms, my uh, heart for justice, my care about racial issues, my care about, um, my care about the way that the church can impact the world for good. Mm -hmm. That comes from Luke Acts. That's really where where it's the fuel comes from. Wow! And so, uh, yeah, Luke Acts would be my favorite books book of the Bible. And uh, it's almost yeah. like the cliff notes for the whole Bible. It sounds like in you a know, lot of like, ways. really, it sounds like there's very much the beginning, the middle, and the end, and the future all in those two books. How interesting! Without a question, if you want to know what we're supposed to do today, mm-hmm. who we're supposed to be as the church. Read Luke Acts. Like, read the whole thing, but start there because it sets the stage for you. You're immediately hearing about prophets of old who have been prophesying about things, so you're already thinking back. Um, One of the first things you hear from Jesus Mm -hmm. is in a a sermon form. His very first sermon is he just reads from the prophet Isaiah. So you're getting Old Testament. Wow. You're getting right then, and then you're getting, here's what the church is supposed to be. That is awesome. I'm going to, this is now my goal for this week. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to read it. All right. As it's intended to be read. There you go. Read them together. They're That's fun. Right. All right. Well, Tracy, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. We get we get a full season and and maybe more. I no, don't know. Nope, nope, nope. We'll Jess is to, coming back. Jess and she's is coming gonna back. But here's the thing. Right here. Here's the thing. 
we could have two co-hosts on the show <laughs> hanging out with me. Not I guess I don't know. I'm not going to stick you to that right now. But you're here for the season. Yes. You're going to hang out and and we're going to have some fun conversations, some serious conversations too. Um, but all these conversations, we hope, are really encouraging to you. Um, uplifting, challenging, but most of all, bring you closer to Jesus Christ. So thank you for being with us today. This has been season 10, episode one of Good Will Talk, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to tell your friends to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. Check out our episode notes for links to our church website and any resources shared on this episode. Editing and sound design by Jeff DiMatti. Marcos Ortega wrote this episode. Our executive producers are Mike Antonucci, Jeff DiMatti, and Tracy Johnson. Your co-hosts are Pastor Marcos Ortega and Jessica Kilduff. A special thanks to Goodwill Church for supporting this show so we may provide it to you, our listeners, for free. Let's talk again next week.